0: Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies, welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. We are officially on episode 12 of the show, which is nuts because I feel like I just started uploading these to iTunes like a few days ago. But anyway, I'm here today with Kristen Thomas of Fried by Food. A little bit about Kristen. So Kristen is an entrepreneur turned fitness instructor turned holistic health coach and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. Inspired by her own crazy digestive health journey, she became certified at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and Functional Diagnostic Nutrition to fulfill her life's purpose as a healer. Today, she specializes in helping clients find their own path to digestive wellness using natural and practical diet, lifestyle, and supplementation methods. I can't wait to chat with Kristen all about mindset and how she took the leap from corporate to self-employed and just her entire journey and all that good stuff. So let's dive right into the episode. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can't wait to chat more about your big mindset shift with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business, and then how you really got started doing it all. Sure. Um, So my name is Kristen Thomas, and I am
1: the founder of a company called Thrive by Food. So I am both a holistic health coach and a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And uh, basically what my practice offers is um, a variety of ways that people can find their own unique path to healing. Um, We kind of take a a much more functional and holistic approach to to health and the way that we treat our bodies and feed our bodies. Um, So I work with people both one-on-one and in group programs to help them understand more of the underlying causes of their disease or their symptoms and help them find a customized path to healing um, by running functional lab tests, customizing a diet plan and getting really specific about
0: what's going to work for their body. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So how long have you been doing this for?
1: Sure. So I've been actually running the business for two years, uh, but I've been on my own personal health journey with digestive health and adrenal health for the last 10 years or so. So I feel like I've been on this whole path and, and talking to people
0: about this for quite some time, but officially doing the business for two years. So what kind of got you started on this whole health journey and just, you know, starting your own business?
1: Yeah, um, I guess the idea for starting this company really, like I said, came out of my own health journey. Um, it was at the point when I really realized that, you know, I was, I was so sick and I was not finding any relief or any care from the conventional medicine side um, of the healthcare equation. And I started to take my health into my own hands and started doing a lot of research in terms of what was out there, and I just became super passionate about it and just couldn't believe that this information, such as the power of diet and Um, the the impact of, um, you know, taking multivitamins and, and getting other key nutrients that our diets are really void of, even if we eat super clean. Like I was just diving into all of this. And it was so fascinating to me, but it took me a long time to find all of this information, because it just wasn't accessible. And it was at that point when I started to realize how fast and well my body was responding to everything that I was doing, that I knew I had to make this available to everyone and I wanted to be able to shout from the rooftops to people that they did have options and could take control of their health. And so it was at that point that I decided that I was going to leave my full-time job um, uh, of being a marketing professional, um, which in and of itself was a very stressful job. Um, And I became, um, I enrolled in a couple different schools. Um, The first was Institute for Integrative Nutrition. The second one was Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. And basically just went all in and learned everything that I needed to do in order to start building my
0: practice. That's awesome. So, from marketing to like holistic nutrition, that's a huge <laughs> jump. So, how did you go from one to the other? Like, what was your transition process like?
1: Yeah, it was, um, it was a gradual process it has been many years and, and a lot of, you know, phasing in and out of, of different areas of the business. So I started off my career working in house um, at high tech startups around Boston. And um, I was pretty much the only marketing person. And so, you know, I wore all the hats. It was very stressful. But I also learned a ton and work with some of the most smart people that that I've ever worked with. Um, but at the end of the day, it just, it wasn't fulfilling enough to me. I, I felt like there was just something more that I was kind of built for to be here for. And as soon as I started to um, experience my health going, going downwards, and especially as the stress kind of built up and I felt the impacts of that on my health, um, a light bulb just went off that this wasn't the right path for me. And I didn't quite know what was right, but I knew I had to take some type of steps to move forward. So um, I decided to actually leave um, my full-time job and start my own company to be more in control of, of my own schedule and the types of projects I did. And so I started my own marketing consulting practice, okay. and that was pretty fulfilling for a while. I definitely got to you know make my own hours, um, choose you know the people I worked with and the projects I worked on, which was really fulfilling and definitely brought me closer to where I wanted to be. But after a couple of years I realized that still wasn't quite it and I had started to you know get into this this health and wellness space so at first I thought maybe I'll become a uh, fitness instructor because I knew there was something here with health. So I became certified to uh, to teach um, cycling class or spin class, and I was thinking about doing Pilates. And then soon after that, I realized, no, this just isn't, this isn't it still. And so I just kept digging it and ultimately found the schools that that I enrolled in and just absolutely knew once I was in those programs that, that this was for me. So I just kind of dipped my toes in a couple different things and always was looking at taking that next step forward and ultimately found where I wanted to be. But it it was, you know, it was quite a process.
0: No, your journey is super interesting because, you know, a lot of people just go from the corporate world to whatever they're doing now. And you just kind of went through the corporate world to one business to the next. So it's, and then another one. So it's (laughs) an interesting, your path. Um, And with the whole marketing thing, I actually worked in marketing in the corporate world as well. Um, But it was very trying, and my uh, immediate boss had left, and it was just like me, you know, running the marketing department. And it was just really, really, really stressful. So I know how that burnout feels. <laughs> <laughs> You're not like super passionate about what we're doing in the first place. So it's like, it's not even worth it at that point. But um, yeah. yeah, no, your journey is really cool. And um, so, you know, you went from marketing to marketing and then you're like, all right, let's take a complete 180 to something completely different. So what was your mindset like in that like space? You're like, okay, I'm going from marketing to something completely different. Was it like a difficult shift to make? Were you just kind of like, I'm going for it? Like how, what was your thought process with that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it, it's kind of hard to remember exactly what the thought process was because just so many things were, were going on at that period of time. But I mean, I definitely remember feeling scared, you know, when you take any type of of leap into something totally new, I mean, going from a high tech marketing industry to health and wellness is completely different, totally different audience, different, you know, nuances in that industry to get used to. Um, so that was a little bit scary, not, you know, kind of going into the unknown, but I did sort of give myself a padding. I didn't, I didn't just up and leave my, my marketing consulting business. It's actually something that I still do run on the side today. Um, So I had a plan in place where, you know, while I was still in school and and building up my practice, I still had the marketing business behind me so that I I knew I had steady income that was very important to me. I never wanted to feel at a place of, you know, desperation or, you know, not able to make, you know, some of my next bill payments that that part really scared me. So I thought a lot about how I could sort of ease into the process and, and think really strategically about what was the best move for me, both financially and, you know, just for my own personal satisfaction and well-being. and I always, always always just was focused on, you know, what was that next step I could take? Um, I think I've always been a, a bit of a risk taker in the sense that I like to always think that, you know, everything is going to end up where it's supposed to be. It might not be the exact way that I imagined or in the exact time frame that I wanted to. But I always, ha- I just have had this really deep feeling that as long as I'm doing the right things that feel good to me and I'm always taking the next step forward, no matter how small that is, that I will ultimately lead where I want to be. So I just constantly had to remind myself of
0: that um, and, you know, ultimately was able to, to get there. That's a great mindset to have. I feel like so many people kind of just go into it and they're like, you know, they don't really have much thought behind it. They're just, you know, they jump in feet first and then they're like, wait. <laughs> like, wait, I have bills to pay. Yeah. Wait, I have all these things to do, and like, I'm responsible for. So, that's really good that you were kind of conscious of that and made sure that you still had income coming in while you're trying to transition to a new um, space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how big of a role do you think mindset plays in your whole transition and just generally when starting a business and kind of leaving the corporate world or, you know, transitioning from one business to the next
1: yeah that's a great question I mean it's huge I think if you're not in the right mindset for whatever reason if you don't fully believe in yourself or you're not clear on the direction that you're going in um, or you're just simply overwhelmed that that could definitely hinder your progress forward I mean any path as an entrepreneur is obviously very scary because you're Ultimately in control of of your destiny and that can be scary Especially if you're going into some place that you've never been before um And so, you know, I've had to do a lot of like self-talk. I've read a lot of articles and, you know, attended different webinars on, you know, mindset shifts and how to think, you know, really strategically about your business and how it aligns with your own values. And I think a lot of those teachings and mantras and everything that I learned along the way really helped to kind of ground me and keep me centered on where I was going, because some days are definitely, you know, crazy and overwhelming. And I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm getting into. and so I think you just have to have a very deep trust in yourself to remind yourself that, you know, you're on this journey for a reason. Mm-hmm. You made this big leap. You took this big risk for a reason. Um, you totally changed your life for it. And just reminding yourself of, of what that is, because I think, you know, I've seen so many entrepreneurs kind of jump back into the comforts of the corporate world because they've been scared about going out on their own. And I mean, I've that's definitely crossed my mind at, at some points earlier on in my journey too. But I think- it's just always coming back to your why that matters.
0: That's definitely important. Your why is super huge when, you know, especially when you're your own boss. And I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. You kind of, um, you get to take those risks that you wouldn't normally get to take in the corporate world and you kind of get to expose yourself to new things and different people and even, you know, untapped potential and income at that point as well. So it's just mm-hmm. really, it's really a cool journey that everyone gets to have because no person's journey is the same through entrepreneurship. So it's really right. interesting. Um, so what is the key thing that helped kind of change your mindset set and get you into that whole space and per- like prepared to just make all those shifts that you made? It was probably a combination of a lot of things. Um,
1: You know, I I definitely talked to a lot of people that had already done it, Um, even if it wasn't in, you know, the same industry or type of business as myself. It was just good to sort of see that there is a light at the end of the road and it is possible. Um, I talked to a lot of people in terms of learning, you know, what mistakes they made along the way so that I could hopefully accelerate my process and hopefully not make as many mistakes as people did. And I feel like that was really useful and people, you know, were very open to talking about the things that they did right and wrong along the way. So I think first and foremost, it's, it's, you know, reaching out to your network, getting comfortable with talking to people about, you know, their journeys and figuring out how that applies to you is super, super helpful. Um, and something else I implemented along the way, and I still do this today. That's really helpful is I started, um, a gratitude journal. So, you know, it's so hard, you know, a day to day being an entrepreneur and having a million things on your plate to do to really kind of celebrate the wins and feel what you're you know, so grateful for um, when you could so much easily be focused on, you know, all the things you still have to do or the things that went wrong or, you know, whatever it is. And so I started implementing a gratitude journal a couple of years ago where every single night I sit down and I write just three things that I'm super grateful for. It could be a new client. It could be a shirt I bought today. It could be a conversation I had. It could be that it was sunny out. It could be anything. And that in and of itself really kind of changed my mind and and kind of shifted my mind towards positivity um, so that I was, you know, on a daily basis kind of training my brain to think more about the positive of everything that was going on. And I felt like that helped me to celebrate more of, of what I was doing. And that really, I think, brought a whole new level of joy and appreciation to my work. So, you know, now I'm, I'm able to celebrate my wins and take the time to reflect on on what I've done and and how far I've come in this period of time. And that's just been so huge for me.
0: I can see why that would be really beneficial. I actually tried to do that a couple of years ago and then just kind of like fell off the wagon with it. But now that I'm, you know, self-employed, I think that would be really good to get back into because, you know, you do have a million things to do when you're your own boss, you know, there's no other people helping you out with things. So being able to kind of take time to embrace any little tiny positive thing that happened during your day is super crucial. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in that and they're like, well, you know, I have this, this, and this to do, and they don't celebrate their wins because either they're scared or they feel like it's not big enough, or they see, you know, a lot of the time I see people doing, um, you know, people are who are bigger than me or just bigger in general, they're getting all these clients and, you know, selling all these courses and doing all these things. And it, you can get wrapped up in that mindset, like, well, you know, that can't be me or that's not going to be me. Um, Mm -hmm. And you just really need to focus on yourself and stay in your own lane and just realize that you're capable of great things as well. You just need to really work that into your mindset instead of having negative thoughts. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, And it's so helpful to, to remember that even people you know that you look up to that seem to have a just booming, successful business, it didn't happen overnight for them either, right? Mm-hmm. Those people probably made more mistakes than they'd like to admit. They probably took way too long to get to where they wanted to be. Like everyone has their own journey. We just don't really see it. And so we just assume that they had it easy. They just figured it out. They have the perfect audience, perfect price point. But that's usually not the case. I mean, like I said, when I talked to all the different entrepreneurs when I was starting off, you know, it was not any glory stories. There was a lot of, you know, bumps and bruises along the way for them too. And I think that was really humbling and useful for me to learn because I felt like, you know, this was a journey, not, you know, a, a race to, to a certain finish point. And it's going to take a while, and I have to invest in it both time and, and money and, you know, planning. Um, and I think that really helped to kind of center my expectations, because sometimes we feel like, oh, I've been doing this for three months, nothing's happening, I must be a failure. But I mean, you need I mean, think about Apple, for example, you
0: know, they didn't blow up overnight. So you have to just take those those steps and, and hope that it works out. Exactly. And a lot of the times we see people's highlight reel, especially when we're not, you know, one-on-one friends with them or things like that. We just see all the good things that happen. We don't really see the struggles. I mean, there are entrepreneurs that definitely showcase their struggles, but not everyone does that. So being able to only see the good stuff that's happening in someone's business It's not realistic, and they, they, like you said, they didn't become super successful overnight. That's just not a thing. I mean, one in a million chance that that's going to happen to you. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's just, and it's always like I, I really appreciate those people that do share both their wins and their losses because it makes them more human. Like it makes Mm -hmm. them real. It's they don't just seem like some idolized figure. It's you know, it's someone who you can actually relate to on a personal level because they're not just super successful with no, no issues whatsoever. And, you know, it's just, it's nice to see people who actually are able to share their failures as well as their wins. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is your number one tip for people that are looking to pursue their own business and like kind of get out of the corporate space, but are feeling intimidated or scared to take the plunge?
1: Yeah. Um, I guess my number one tip would just be to, you know, I guess it's a sort of a two phase thing that I would recommend. So first is just really taking the time to figure out what it is that lights you up, what would excite you most if you were to wake up tomorrow morning and be in complete control of of your life and where you were. And if you can visualize that, then, you know, write that down on paper and start to write down all the the steps that you could take to get there. And even if it's a huge, crazy goal, if you want to be, you know, the founder of a huge corporation or, you know, leading an amazing nonprofit organization internationally, whatever it is, I mean, you know, no goal is, is really too small. I think you have to just identify what it is that that you really want to do and that excites you and that would get you up every morning and make you want to make a positive impact on the world. And so for me, you know, that was, that was helping people who were in a position that I was when I had a, a chronic digestive disease, um, to understand that even though, you know, you're not in a great place right now, that you can be empowered to, to feel better and do better in the world afterwards. Um, So I think, you know, figuring out, you know, I guess that goes back to the concept of finding your why. So that can take some time. Maybe it comes to you immediately. Maybe it doesn't. But just keep thinking about it. Keep it top of mind. Um, And then once you do have that in your mind, you know, figure out what, like I said earlier, figure out like what those next steps can be, even if just one at a time, maybe you take one small step every week or every month, whatever feels realistic to you, just always focus on moving forward. Um, for me, it helps to have brainstorm sessions every couple of months with myself where I just come up with different ways that I can move my business forward. And then I figure out what's realistic time-wise to do. And then I start to implement some simple steps that I can use to get there. So I think by breaking that down, that can really help um, with you know making that happen for you realistically.
0: That's really great advice. And I, yeah, I feel like people get so um, bogged down with the big picture that they don't think about like the little things that they can do to kind of make that shift. And, you know, just putting aside a certain amount of money every month from your corporate job so that you can have a cushion whenever Mm -hmm. you end up going, um, you know, full time with your business. That's something I did. And it was super beneficial for me because, you know, the first couple of months you're exploring and you're not really, um, you know, you're not bringing in a crazy amount of income. So Mm -hmm. that cushion is, necessary. So it's just, it's about planning and kind of taking the time to map out what you want to do and what you want to accomplish. You can't just go in without a plan. I mean, you can, but realistically, it's not going to work as well as if you actually kind of map out the details and kind of get a plan in place prior to, you know, deciding to leave your job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to go on to the section where I ask the three questions that I ask every single person that I interview. So first, what does it mean to you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it?
1: Um, to be an entrepreneur, for me, it's, I feel like the word entrepreneur is very glorified in a lot of ways, but at the end of the day, when I think about what I'm doing – you know, I really want to be just spreading positivity in the world. I want to be doing something that's positive and meaningful to myself and to many others. And I think, you know, the more that you can be aligned with with your purpose and and what excites you, um, the more that is going to spread in the world. And, you know, I can anytime I meet other founders and they absolutely love what they do, I can tell, like, I can just feel that in their energy, the way that they talk, the way their eyes light up, the way that they, present themselves is so different than people who, you know, aren't excited about what they're doing. And I think that's just, you know, so huge.
0: I totally agree with that. A lot of people, when I ask them this question, they say, you know, something like freedom, which obviously is wonderful too. But when you really are passionate about something and you, it can just, you can just tell that you want to help people. And that's your like main goal. Money or freedom is not your main goal out of, you know, this journey. It's amazing. And it's just, that makes me want to work with someone that much more because I can tell that they're really passionate and they're really, you know, really wanting to help versus, you know, just taking on that paycheck or, you Mm -hmm. know, just give because they get to work for themselves. So that's right. And that's one that I haven't gotten so far. So, um, what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? This can be anything from, you know, a digital tool, like accounting software or anything like that to, you know, a paper planner or something like that, even an app. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I use a lot of tools, but
1: I think, I think if I had to say it'd probably be buffer. Okay. I use buffer for social media. Um, so I, I love social media. I mean, coming from a, a marketing background, I'm all about, you know, all of the different marketing tools that we can use. Um, I've grown a really amazing community on Instagram and that's my most active channel that, you know, I'm on every single day. Um, my community of followers are incredible. They're always commenting and sharing you know, their own tips and thoughts on things. And we have really amazing discussions and, um, you know, being a marketing person, I consider myself a creative and I have just tons and tons of ideas. And obviously I'm not going to blast them all out on social media right away. And so Buffer allows me to actually schedule those posts out so that as they come to mind, I can just put them in Buffer for another day. And then that way I can kind of queue up a bunch of topics, you know, a month or so in advance, um, which can really, you know, kind of help me to consistently spread my message and be in front of my audience and be helpful to them. Uh, And also, you know, kind of save my brain from having to remember all of things all at once. So I use that tool for every single social media channel that I use. And I've been using it, you know, for years in my marketing business as well.
0: Social media automation is the best thing. (laughs) Because I'm actually a social media manager strategist type thing. So um, I'm very familiar with all the different tools. And you know, if I didn't have that, not only would my business not be getting, you know, content sent out, but other people's wouldn't either because it's just a pain in the butt to schedule everything or just go in and do everything manually. Right. Having those tools are super beneficial to everyone, especially busy entrepreneurs, because you you don't have time to sit there and manually post your social media every single day. I mean, on Instagram, you kind of have to, I mean, you can schedule it, but you do have to go and manually say post. Yeah. But it's not as difficult as having to go and write out the content in real time. So definitely I agree with that. I actually use SmarterQ, which is similar to Buffer, but it, it can, I don't know if Buffer, I think Buffer does requeue your content, right? It does. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. So that it has that f- feature built in and it's, man, that's the biggest time saver of my life. Cause you know, like mm-hmm. on Twitter and channels like that, people aren't going to see your content um, because it moves so quickly. So being right. able to reshare it, multiple times and get different eyes on it is really helpful. Yeah. yeah. um and I think it's also helped in terms of um, like I'm a huge
1: pa- uh, fan of of batching my work especially when it comes to content so if I can just sit down for an hour and just completely concentrate on social media I can get a whole month's worth of instagram and Facebook and Twitter posts out and that's just taken care of for one hour rather than having to take the mind share to think about it every single day and wonder what I'm gonna post I just do a brainstorm
0: get it all out into buffer and move on with my day which is so helpful that's what I do too I try I do I usually do it like like once a week, just because um, with all of my clients, they just kind of have to, but mm-hmm. um, it's really nice to batch it and do it all in at once instead of having to, you know, do it on Monday and then do it again on Wednesday. Right. Like, uh, you know, get it all out there and just not have to worry about it for the rest of the week or the rest of the month or whatever you, uh, want to do. Okay. So who is your go-to business resource? This can be anyone who inspires you. Um, you know, someone that just, that is really killing it in any industry and you just find them to be super inspiring. Yeah. Um,
1: this is a tough one for me. I mean, there's obviously people like Marie Forleo that I look to. I think she has a really you know, a really practical way of, of giving advice. So I like to tune into, into her, um, her content pretty regularly. Um, I really like to lean on my personal network though, more so than, you know, looking at a lot of other big people in the space because it, to me, I feel like I learn more when I actually have conversations with people. So I've always been a part of different mastermind groups with different business coaches. Um, I'm currently in one right now. And it's just really helpful to brainstorm with other people who are, you know, in a similar stage of business as you and talk through, you know, problems and challenges and wins that you're having and just get really practical advice. Because sometimes I find that, you know, if I'm having a problem or I'm looking for, you know, a solution to something and I Google it, I, it could take a whole hour just to get the one answer that I want. Whereas if I can just hash it out with someone who is going through the same thing, we can have a solution in 10 minutes. So I'm, I'm very much a, you know, I learned very much on the go. So I found that those like one-on-one or small conversations are more useful to me. Um, so that's that's kind of the mix of, of, of you know, how I get my business yeah. inspiration and business resources.
0: No, masterminds are great. I, I find them to be more beneficial as well because when you're actually talking out your problems with one person or a small group of people, it's much easier than having to go read a blog post from someone you admire or, you know, not actually getting direct advice from them. Mm -hmm. So being able to talk about your issues like right then and there and, you know, have someone who's at a similar level to you, but they're not necessarily, you know, doing the exact same thing in business as you, they can give you an outsider perspective. Right. I I know when I ask my friends, like, what do you think about this? And then I asked my husband, my husband's like, "Oh yeah, it's great." But it's like he doesn't he doesn't really not that he doesn't get it, but it's just he's not in that space to know mm-hmm. whether that would be good or not essentially. Right. And, and it's, it's nice, nice. <laughs> not yeah. to <laughs> you know, it's just like and I just feel like those people give me like they give me the same advice that anyone else would, but I just listen to them more just because I know that they are in that same space as me. They've um, gone through it. Yeah. And like if my mom told me to be like, okay, mom, like what do you know? You start <laughs> run your right. own not to be rude, but you know, it's just one of those things. So yeah, masterminds are really, really beneficial. And I'm in one myself and man, it's just it's a wealth of knowledge. And I recommend everyone to, you know, try out one in their lifetime because yeah a lot, no matter if you feel like you're not or not, like if you are or not, you definitely will come out learning at least a couple of things that you didn't know before and feeling, you know, inspired. Mm-hmm.
1: And what's cool is the ones that I've, I've joined have actually been people that were in totally different industries than myself. And at first I thought, Oh, this is weird. Like I want to learn from people who are, you know, in my space and get it. But it was actually more valuable because I, I feel like you can learn how to think outside the box more. So what works for one, you know, if you're talking to someone who's in an e-commerce business and you're in a totally different business, it could actually help you think about things that maybe people aren't doing in your space, but might actually be really applicable. And so I feel like it helps me to kind of go beyond the scope of of what you know people are doing in, in your specific space and, and think more broadly about how you can apply general ideas. Mm-hmm. To your business, so I've I've loved that aspect a lot.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, the only thing that my group has in common is that we all offer services in some mm-hmm. way. But mm-hmm. It's not like we're all social media managers or we're all you know online business people. It's right. not has their own thing going on. You know, there's someone who does products. There's someone who does you know organizing services. There's some. It's they're all over the map. So it's mm-hmm. within the online services, product, passive income types. Yeah. That's great. It's nice to have like all those differing things, but everyone still has like that common thread of offering some kind of service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Where can we find you on the web, like your social media channels and your website and all that stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, My
1: website is thrivebyfood.com. Um, I, I'm a huge educator. I have a ton of free blog posts up there. So if you're into anything health and wellness related, especially if it's digestion or or diet, um, tons of blog posts up there, some, some resources I'm working on getting some more free resources up there next year. Um, like I mentioned earlier, my Instagram is, is really the the place that I'm most active, um, and have such an amazing community there. So if you look me up thrive by food, I am there as well. So feel free to, sh- to follow and give me a shout out. And, um, I also have a free, a free private uh, Facebook group called the Thrive by Food Tribe. So if you want to be a part of a private tribe, uh, my goal with that is to create more of a sacred place where people can open up and ask questions that maybe they're not comfortable asking out in the wild, like in an Instagram comment or, you know, to their friends and family, especially if it is something more you know sensitive and health related. So my goal is really to kind of open up that conversation and make people feel comfortable asking those tough questions and meeting other people that are on a similar journey. Um, Because especially when it comes to like chronic disease or, you know, digestive health in particular, a lot of it can be difficult to talk about with other people. And so, um, you know, I was in that same exact place. So I'm really trying to, you know, across everything that I'm doing to kind of bring that awareness up. So um, if you find yourself in that camp, I'd, I'd love to see you over on any of those channels.
0: Well, thank you so much for being a guest, Kristen. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Jenny. I
0: appreciate it. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all of the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com episode 12. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com savvysocialhour Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.